at this point of our podcast, we've come to observe how many of us want to do more than just one thing. We want to be more than our jobs and we want to explore our passions. M. Draco is a prime example of a generalist. She plays go, the violin and she sings, all while working full-time as a game designer at Origame. We're beyond excited to have one of the creators of the card game Plantopia on AOI to tell us about how fun a diverse skill set can be. Um, yeah, because you have so many things going on and mm. I feel like you do a lot of things well also. I think we brought this up last time. Yeah. yeah, so maybe we can go through like a couple of things. You know the interview you sent us? Um, bandwagon? Sorry? The bandwagon one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was very music-centered, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they were asking you about like, your inspiration and all that. But I think today, we want to ask you about your life. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, great. But we want to start with, like, your, your stage name. Mm. Is it, like, I may be pronouncing it wrongly, but is it M. Draco? M. Draco. M. Draco. Draco. Okay. okay, great. <laughs> but why did you want to have this? Or when did it come about? Okay, so, like, a long time ago... On the Go server. Okay, so let me explain what's Go. It's a board game. Mm. So I play this board game called Go. And there's an online server. So you create your own username. But I didn't want people to know it was me. And like, I didn't want people to stalk my games. Mm. So I I used to use various handles which don't sound like a girl. Mm. Yeah, so Draco was one of them. And then after that, when I created my music channel... I also didn't want to use my real name, so I just chose Draco. And then, um, so the M, like, the question is always, what's M? <laughs> yeah, and I think one of the, there's various reasons, but one of the reasons is, I think if I just call myself Draco, unless, like, I'm super, super famous, but there's so many Dracos out there. There's people who, who don't even do music, but, like, I mean, a lot of people, their name is just Draco. So if you, if you Google it, um... People will never see the stuff that I'm doing. Right. But once you put the M in front, like even though I'm not that famous, but you Google it now, like I will still come out on the top. That's yeah. really smart. Yeah, it is. Actually, it is. that was one of the things that we considered when we were thinking about the name, right? Yeah, we were Googling like what comes up when we type like this podcast yeah. name inside yeah. Google. Yeah. Yeah. And there were certain times where we liked this this phrase or this or this name, then we'll type it out and then like like a famous song comes up, then we're like, yeah, okay, you know what? Maybe not, because you'll yeah. never find like your 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 content if mm. something famous is named mm. that, right? Yeah, but that's quite smart. Mm. Um, but how did a name come about? Like, how do you choose that in the first place? It was just like random, is it? Draco was from the the name on the gold server, but it's like I just wanted something that sounds very fierce, so that <laughs> people don't. <laughs> it is fierce, <laughs> so that people won't won't know that it's me at first right. yeah and for M I think like at that time it's just that a lot of things that, that associated with me happened to start with M like my nickname at that time also started with M and then like there's mm. M Shadows from Avenged Sevenfold who ah. was like yeah the singer so so I guess M yeah, M it that's, is that's how it came about mm. Mm. but why was there like a one for you to not tell people your real name hmm I guess for privacy and, you know, especially like 10 years ago, like things were a lot more uncertain than it is now. Like mm-hmm. now there's a lot of youngsters just putting up all their daily videos and profile yeah. pics. But you know, like 10 years ago, it was the kind of thing where like, even I, I upload a, a cartoon a drawing of my own face and then like, like my, my brother tells me, hey, uh, you should be careful, it looks a lot <laughs> yeah. like you. Like, things were really different back then. Like, yeah. you'd be scared to even have your photo anywhere on the internet, that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, so, like, I thought, um, I mean, I am uploading videos of myself, but I kind of wanted to draw a line between my personal life and, and the online channel for now. Mm. I mean, if I ever wanted to in the future, I can always, like, merge both personalities anytime. Yeah. But you can't do it the other way around. That's true. Once yeah. it's out there, it's, it's out there already. Yeah, mm. it is. Yeah. I feel like that attitude from 10 years ago is still something that I, I am like right now. <laughs> I feel so scared to put myself mm. out in public, you know, because it feels like it feels like an invasion of privacy, mm. basically. Yeah, definitely. Is. Yeah. I feel it's still around now. But it's just that back then it was so, so, so different. Yeah. yeah like people wouldn't even think of putting their, their photo publicly at all. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's true. I think like also last time, like, you know, my parents will be like, oh, you must be careful like, if you're talking, like, don't talk to anybody online, don't share your name, age, mm. anything. So it's like that sort of thing also. Like, yeah. it kind of, we grew up with it. Yeah, but now yeah. I think mm. kids are more like, just like, post everything. They feel like the internet's a safe space. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's very different now. Though I, I still think that we have to be very careful. Yeah, like, I think so too. Like a lot of kids, I think they are posting too much about themselves. Yeah, it's not a safe place. Yeah. yeah, it is so scary. Okay, but it, this this whole thing like can be a whole conversation about it because I think like I I'm I get nervous about putting my life out there. Um, do do you think that having a name that's, n- okay, let's just say like not Chinese for example because you are Chinese right gives you some sort of leverage. Um, because like for example, there's this singer. Her name is Jasmine so- Soko. Yeah, Soko. I think. So- um, that's not her real name. It sounds a little bit more like exotic. It sounds a little bit more foreign. Mm. But I think she's doing really well. And I feel like partly the name does help. Oh, Do you feel like that is helping you also? Mm, I've never thought about that at all. Yeah, <laughs> okay. But now, now that you mention it, I guess I'm not so sure about the, the race part. But I'll say having a, a name that's like eye-catching mm. or like sounds catchy. Mm. Yeah, I think that will help people mm. like also to be interested. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's funny because it's really part of marketing, right? It's really like, um, there are certain kinds of names that people do tend towards. Yeah. Which I think is, is smart of you, really. <laughs> not saying your, your real name is not nice, but... <laughs> yeah, but I think M. Draco is, is, is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh... <laughs> <laughs> this is a funny can, question can we I, have to ask. Yeah, you. about the duck. So, <laughs> what is it like now, right now, like a, I don't know, sort of ambassador or something, like a representation of I you? I guess it's, it's my mascot. Mm. Yeah, okay, so for those who don't know what we're talking about, I have a mascot which is like, um, I don't know if it's a duck or not. Like, like the description, it has its own Instagram page. So, its description is like, is it a duck or, or is it a chicken? Or is it a is it a chick in a wearing a bunny ears? Or is it a bunny in a duck suit? Okay, but basically it's it's like it looks like a chick and it wears bunny ears and it has a violin. Yeah, and, and sometimes it likes to insult me. Wow. <laughs> it has its own character. Yeah, it has its own Instagram page. Mm. Yeah, and it gets drunk on carrot juice. <laughs> wow. And I love that it has like its own personality, its yeah. own life. Like it's just like has its own Everything happening right, for right, right. A whole character. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. What else does it do? Mm, what else does it do? It, it kind of disrupts <laughs> my my videos. Like, like I think it's been appearing in some of my videos. Yeah, I can check out its Instagram page. So, so my Instagram is mdraco and its Instagram page is memedraco. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's really smart. Yeah. Um, what about your fashion sense? Because I feel like you're very inspired by the Japanese culture. Oh. Are you, are you, have you always been, I don't know, like, so intrigued by the Japanese culture such that, like, you, you adopt some of the, like, fashion sense? I think I do like some of its fashion. Mm. It depends. I mean, Japan fashion also, there's, like, many different types, but I'm, I'm not too knowledgeable about that. But I just wear, like, whatever I think looks nice. And, and I think in Singapore especially, I just really don't like wearing long pants or like long skirts because mm-hmm. I mean it's hot and it's also uncomfortable mm-hmm. I actually do not own a single pair of long pants good for you good for you <laughs> all of my pants are long <laughs> yeah same yeah I just like wearing shorts and skirts mm-hmm. I see but I mean it looks good on you so yeah <laughs> um, exactly. I hopefully long pants look good on me <laughs> they do they do oh <laughs> I think um, when do you get into the game of Go? Oh, when? When, yeah. Um, in primary school, the the school happened to have like a beginner's program for Go. So I can't remember how, but they just selected random people from different classes to attend the, the class after school together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there'll be a teacher teaching us um, from the basics. Yeah, so that was when I got interested in the game. Mm-hmm. Actually, I... I played other games also, like, I, I played 
uh, a bit of international chess and Chinese chess, as in not well, but I had tried it before mm. and Scrabble as well. But I felt that Go was was like, um, like it was really the game for me because, mm. like it was, firstly I like the simplicity that is black and white. So like you're just on either side and there's there's no further complications or what. But the thing is, uh, beyond that it it still has its a uh, very deep complexity mm. like to to play the game itself to strategize like i mean all these years um no one has reached the the state of perfection yet mm. and only up to recently then there was the ai which could beat humans mm. but i mean just like years back like that that was not possible at all because like there's just so many things to calculate like there's a lot of strategy like attacking and defending and i feel that it takes a lot of creativity as well. Mm. So like, yeah, every game is is like special. So, mm. and one more thing is I, I didn't really like, uh, the factor of luck. Like I actually enjoyed Scrabble, but but like the the luck thing kind of put me off because uh. I I like it such that when the effort you put in um will reflect like you know mm. it uh, it reflects the effort that you put in. Mm. So I think that's something that drawn me to go as well. And the fact that it's so deep and there's so much to learn about it. Mm. Yeah, so that's why it's the game that I've stuck with until now. Mm. Which is very interesting because honestly I've never really I've never heard of this game until mm. I met you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm very intrigued like that the school was teaching it like they they actually like give you classes and everything. That's really cool. I'm so, not sure. I like it wasn't a regular thing. I think they just happened to to get that outside teacher to to like try and teach some random students which they pick. <laughs> I, don't know, I still don't know how they pick, but they just randomly pick some students. Yeah, but it's lucky that that I got to attend. I guess. Mm. Yeah, it's it's not. It's more popular, much more popular in like Japan, Korea, mm. China, and Taiwan, where they can actually have the whole professional system. Mm. Yeah, like other countries like Singapore, um, we don't really have the system. Mm. Yeah. So what has it been like so far, like competing professionally? Because you do do like international competitions. Mm, but I'm actually not considered a professional player. Okay. Like I think Singapore actually doesn't have any homegrown professional players. Like we have. Two Singaporean pros, but they they became pro in China first through the system. Then they came here to spread Go. Yeah, so mm. it's also thanks to them that the Go community has come up in Singapore as well. Mm. Okay, but uh, sorry, your question again was um competing overseas. Yeah, what was it like competing overseas? Oh, okay. I guess it was stressful because like um there's people watching your games and then you you feel like like you're kind of there's some dignity that you have to uphold. Like, like you know, if, if you if you lose after like fifty moves, right, then like this gonna be very embarrassing, the kind of thing. Yeah, but um it's really an eye-opening experience, like getting to meet all the players from different countries and mm. hearing about their culture and and telling them about my country as well. Mm. Mm, but I'll say that I think one people always ask me, like, so how did do you win first place then? <laughs> like to to those who play Go, like it's actually quite funny because we we go there, but we know that it's actually the chances are very 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 low because um China Korea Japan Taiwan usually they're on a completely different level yeah yeah but it also depends like um what kind of competition you're playing in like sometimes they they have amateur competition or like uh, only female uh category that kind of thing yeah I think. That's partially why like I have the chance to to compete as well because I'm I'm not like the top player in Singapore, definitely not. Mm. But like sometimes they have a different category like university tournament or like um uh competitions which have a female like a female section only, female mm. category. Yeah, so I think that's how I get more chances to compete. Because if they're only choosing the like the top in Singapore, I think that's a very unlikely chance for me. Mm. Yeah. In one of your Instagram posts, you said that you had the intention of wanting to be the best player in Southeast Asia. Am I right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, how did that come about? Did you always want to be really good at that game? Or was it only like after you played for a while, then you're like, okay, this is really what I wanted to do? Oh, uh, so the context of that post first is I got selected for a tournament, which was um, a Southeast Asia category 
uh, female players. Mm. Yeah, so if I won that tournament, I guess it's, it's kind of like getting the title of being the best female player in Southeast Asia. Mm. So to motivate myself, I, I put that as my wallpaper. Yeah, wow. so, so that's, that's, that's why it's specifically mm. the best female player in Southeast Asia. Yeah, it's to motivate myself to train for the tournament whenever I take out my phone instead of like like doing useless stuff. Yeah. I do a lot of useless stuff. <laughs> I, I still do. I still do. I am with it. I see. So once you set that intention, you, you just like made yourself spend the time to train instead. Yeah, because I mean, the competition was coming and to me, it felt like there was a once-in-a-lifetime chance, mm-hmm. sort of, like it might be. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, especially as you get older, right, then the, the younger goal players will, will start to overtake, yeah, because of commitments and, and also, right. I guess, their brains faster, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, you say since when did I feel that way, right? I guess when I first started playing, I just really, really liked the game itself. Mm. So, like, I kept playing online until I almost got addicted to playing goal online. Yeah, then... um. As time goes by, then I guess when, when you enjoy something, you also want to be better at it and mm. you want to see how far you can go. Mm. I mean, like, like usually a lot of musicians, when you really enjoy music, you also want to, to share your music on a bigger stage. Mm. So I guess it's the same thing. I mean, like getting to compete, then you get to test your skills against all kinds of players mm-hmm. and meet people from different countries. Yeah. Yeah. The other time when we were talking, you were saying how there were... Um, different attitudes towards different genders in the game. Um, is that very apparent in the game of Go? I'll say that there's always this issue in certain... Um, what's the word for this? Okay, at least for board games, mm. I'm pretty sure I've seen um, people say the same thing in chess as well. Mm. Like the difference between women and men. So I think in general for board games, like there's always fewer female players than male players. Mm-hmm. So as a result of this like um is it like probability because of Imbalance. the Yeah, there's there's different amounts, like there's very few female players and a lot of male players. So there's a higher chance that the better players um there'll be more better male players. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean like to me I think it's it's because there are very few female players. So of course the probability of having more uh stronger male players will come out. Yeah, mm. but sometimes people would think that like uh females are not as good as this kind of thing. Mm. But I think it's it's also like the environment which might kind of chase some of the female players away. Mm. Yeah, especially when it's like male dominated. Mm. Like the the difference is really quite a lot. Like I had a chance to represent Singapore like um in one of the tournaments, so each country only sent one person. There were about 70 people mm-hmm. and I had one female roommate. And after that, I found out that both of us were the only female players wow. in the tournament. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's really quite a huge gap. So I hope that maybe the environment can be more welcoming for, for female players as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember as a kid, actually, there were still quite a lot of girls, like, learning together as well. But as you get older, like, many of them drop out. Or, like, maybe at first it was their parents making them go and they, they didn't want to learn mm. after that. But I remember when I was younger, then a lot of the boys, right, they, they are very, like, blunt. So when you play with them, and then, like, if you're not doing so well, or actually sometimes, right, you're not necessarily losing, but they just want to disturb you. So then they'll be like, oh, you're losing, you should just resign. And then, like, sometimes they'll laugh at you or, like, taunt you. So, I mean, it's not very welcoming. Like, I guess yeah. when, when you want to do some, um like, you want to find a hobby or activity, mm. you want something which has a good environment, definitely. Yeah. Mm. Like, you can make good friends and, and feel at ease. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so just to clarify, I mean, I also met a lot of great people. <laughs> of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. Mm. But I think that definitely more can be done to to be more inclusive to everyone. Mm. Yeah, and also, like, um, I've heard others say, like, sometimes there's, there's all those unnecessary and unnecessary comments towards women like in the goal club I so I, I think you know these kind of issues happen in, in a lot of like you call it like sectors I mean not just goal yeah, like yeah. it's an issue we face like everywhere everywhere yeah definitely mm-hmm. okay but um, 
Okay, so right now you still have a full time job, mm. but then you're also pursuing music. Yeah. Which one do you feel like your you attach your identity most with? Mm, I I haven't really thought about that. Like I don't think I attach my identity most to any particular one. I think it's it's more of like my identity is like I want to do everything. everything. <laughs> you know? So I mean the ideal hope is that. I can continue doing the stuff that I'm doing at work, like mm. making games and comics and things like that, while also pursuing my music. Mm. So I think it's it's good that, like, if my the full time job is is not a nine to six job, which actually it it isn't. Like, they they allow us flexible hours as long as we get our stuff done. Mm-hmm. So I think that has also helped a lot mm. in in like trying to pursue my music, and in many ways it's also become even more efficient than like forcing people to work from 9 to 6. Yeah. yeah, because, like, sometimes if you're not well, then you want to rest. Then after that, you can always make up for it by doing your work mm. at another time. But if you're not well, then you force yourself to, to go, like, at yeah. the, the hours. And then, like, problems start to snowball. Right. Mm. So, I, I think that, in fact, it's become more efficient and, like, I've accomplished, like, even more than I can, like, with this flexible hours thing. Mm. Yeah, so I just hope that, like, I can continue doing all this stuff that I'm doing. Mm. 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 Yeah, your work and like your music. So like, do your does your workplace like your colleagues, bosses? Do they know that this like music thing is something that you're pursuing? And also, like, do they like show their support? <laughs> oh, um, yeah. My boss knows roughly what I'm doing. Mm. He, he's my Facebook friend also. So like, <laughs> I, if, if we put this up and share it, then then there's a chance that he might be listening mm. to this right now. Oh, that's okay, so I, I don't know, but. <laughs> But yeah, so he, he does know roughly what's going on. Yeah, and he also did mention that like one of the reasons um or like he, he also thinks it's important to look for people with, with various talents. Mm. Like he's not the fixated kind of person. So like all, all these things can come in handy also. Yeah. In like yeah. especially in the creative industry. Mm. Like you never know how how like one kind of thing can influence something else. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so I guess it's quite applicable to, to different stuff. Like when we did the Kickstarter for Plantopia, the yeah. card game, then I, so besides doing the art and the creative content for the game, so I also ended up doing the videos, like the animation and the voiceovers even, that's me, and the music also, that's me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, you can really see how your different skill sets sort of blend together and you can mm. create something out of everything you can do. Mm. Yeah, so that's very impressive. Yes, I guess even in music, like I try to include some art related things, like mm. like having the the dark character, exactly, yeah, is, like part of my art and making starting to make some Telegram WhatsApp stickers stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. so I, I hope to make more merch and art as well. So lately, I did an exhibition, like took part in an art exhibition mm-hmm. called uh, Thriving Singapore. Mm-hmm. So I we had to do for submit four art pieces. So I actually did four pieces about um it's music related and also it's a local taste. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can take a look at it. It's like um the violin which has elements of gardens by the bay, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. And the piano which has durians inside and the, the Singapore skyline on the top mm-hmm. of the piano, stuff like mm-hmm. that. This is so fun because mm. I'm also someone who really enjoys just um not being kept in a box. Mm. I feel like I, I get very restless knowing that okay, this is only one thing I, I can do or something. But like mm. just having a skill set of different things that you enjoy and then like using it to to move each thing forward. I think that's so fun. We we want to talk to you about your music. So mm. you have this single. Mm. It's called Memory from a Star. Yep. Yeah, and then you were talking about how this um single is really coming from a place where you were not feeling that great, mm. you know, depression, insomnia, loneliness, um, and then you you stated that like this is verbatim. So even the brightest stars feel lonely and sad too. Mm. <laughs> Do you feel like it really came from like a personal space that like you felt like a star that was still feeling lonely because I, I can identify with that feeling. I feel like sometimes um, I feel like I'm doing a lot of things, like things are supposed to be great, but then why is it that I still feel 
lonely sometimes. You know, mm. are you also like that? Like, okay, so I think it comes from a few things. Firstly, it's personal experience. And mm. also sometimes like, I'll just randomly think of like people and stuff out there. So mm. this song is... um. I actually made an MV, simple MV for it, but not the full one. So it's about a star in the sky. Mm-hmm. And so everyone always sees stars as like, you know, the greatest things. And like, like you make a wish upon it. So like grants your wishes and, and it's so bright. So like shows the way. But nobody ever thought about like, how does the star feel right. like up there? Yeah. So yeah, so I just think of this kind of random stuff. And then I <laughs> feel sad for the star, even though like it's not even real. Yeah, okay. But that aside, so... Um, but nobody so people kept making wishes upon the stars and asking it to grant its wishes mm. so the star keeps trying to do that but nobody ever thought about like how the star actually feels and mm. how it's doing so the star is working hard and doing its best to, to grant all the wishes to humans but in the sky like because of the scale like all the stars they are very far apart so it doesn't have any friends mm. and the star watches down uh, like on earth below and he also wishes that he could experience the human life and like friendship and love. Mm. Yeah. Like even just for a moment. But it's it's just up there alone, trying his best to help everyone. But um inside it feels like a deep loneliness. Mm. Yeah, so I think for myself also, like I mean I, I don't I've never really seen myself as a star, but I've had people tell me like 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 they seem to have the impression that that um I'm doing a lot of things and, mm. and like Sometimes, like, they even think that I'm perfect in some way or something. Yeah. And, and, like, they assume that I must be really popular. But I think that's not true. And, and that's also not the case for, for, like, actual stars and celebrities. Like, like um, I also often think that celebs, like, you know, must be, seems quite perfect. Like, they've got money, they've got fame, they're well liked. But um, if you look deeper, like, a lot of them also face their own problems. Yeah. Yeah, so... For myself, it's like, I think there's a lot of things that, that I went through that I felt nobody would really understand. Or like, you know, if I, I also don't want to say it because sometimes you don't know what kind of response you get. Yeah. Or like people might even distance themselves from you. Mm. Yeah, so so I guess it's it's part of... Uh, and I think it's not just me, like all of us also. Yeah. Like who we... Like the things that we know about ourselves versus what people see on the outside yeah. is very different. So like the lyrics also is is like it's kind of a reminder that we never know what someone is going through, mm. no matter how how bright or how perfect they seem on the outside. Yeah, yeah and maybe we could all spare a thought for for each other, like mm. think from their perspective also. Mm. And also, like I didn't want it to be a completely sad song also. Mm. So like the chorus is is about remembering to live in the moment. Mm. So. All the stars in the sky, they're actually not forever. Like, I mean, in actual science terms also, eventually stars will die, like even the sun also. Yeah, so it's like, even though the star knows that it might be nearing its death, because actually, in many cases, when the star is dying, right, it will shine even brighter, because mm-hmm. yeah, it's nearing the end. So like, it's like, you know, people below them, they think that it's shining brightly, it's so great, but actually it's, it means that its end is coming. So yeah. it's like, we never think about what, what the other party might be going through. Right. Yeah, so it's like, back to the living in the moment thing. So, um, even though it knows that it's nearing its end, it still can shine this light in the moment mm. to help the other people. Mm. Yeah, so, um, I think it's important that we treasure the, the present moment because that's really what we have. Like, technically, the future doesn't really exist. The future is just like a series of present moments. Mm. Yeah, and everything that's in the past is in the past. So, yeah, I think what's most important is the now. Mm, so, um, I hope that this song can bring some comfort to those who are feeling lonely, like empathize with their feelings, and at the same time also give them strength to to overcome their difficulties and live in the now. Wow, <laughs> that's like a whole composition about uh your song, which is like there's so many things about it. And I feel like we can talk about. Um, first of all, I think your description of the star and how. I don't know, do I say it or she or he? <laughs> yeah, say it. How, how it feels. Um, I don't know if, it, like, I felt, like, moved by that because I, I really feel like sometimes 
like okay, from the perspective of star, people ask for ask it for things. It's like the giving tree, you know, like people keep oh, getting know. stuff from the tree, <laughs> but no one really ask the tree how it's going how it's how, how it's doing you know? have you guys seen the the parody of the remake of the giving tree no, no. okay you have to check it out because <laughs> okay. okay, like i too kind of really dislike the original message because it keeps giving and then it's like a toxic relationship to right me. exactly okay. yeah but somebody did a remake of it so like like don't know the man or the boy asked the tree like can you give me this and the tree says no probably or something <laughs> yeah but it's actually quite well written. Okay, but don't don't take my word on this because there might be a few parodies, so I hope that you're looking at the right one. <laughs> yeah, but there's this one where like the, the tree makes his stand firmly and then like the tree doesn't like chop off his limbs for the man or whatever and in the end like I think uh the squirrels live live on the tree, continue to live on the tree, mm-hmm. the tree continues to bear fruit. So so it becomes a more like mutual relationship between mm. the man and the tree. Yeah, unlike that, that very toxic um, <laughs> story yeah. where the tree just ends up as a poor stump and even then, it just gets set on by the man. Okay, but yeah. Right, that's true, that's true. But it's really a story about like, being selfless also, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, but of course, it's exhausting to be there, selfless. There has to be a limit. I yeah, mean, of course. You, you can help others, but not to the point where you get chopped down to a stump and you still get squashed. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, it's quite funny. <laughs> but okay, yeah. Um, oh my god, I feel like I lost so many of my questions from just now. Um, what? Okay, yeah, yes. So the other thing I wanted to ask you was, do you, do you feel like some of your achievements, um, okay, you were saying how people have the impression that you, you've done so much, you've achieved so much, you're perfect. Do you feel like that is a barrier to you connecting with others? I think... Wait, let me think about it for... Because I... I never think, like, specifically about this kind of stuff. I see. Mm, but, yeah, I think that's possible. Mm. Because, like, um, sometimes when, when I see other people who I admire or so, then, then, like, I might also wonder, like, how, how did they do that? And, like, mm. uh, can, can I even go talk to them? What would they think about me? But, I don't know, I've never seen myself in, in that, that way. Like, um, I... I do many things, but I think none of it is perfect. Like, <laughs> like even violin playing, like it's true that I, I do funny stuff like playing metal and on the violin. But mm. I mean, my technique all that is is like far from perfect. Mm. Like to me, I I don't think there's anything that I'm doing that's near perfect. Uh. Mm. But I don't know. I think in one sense it might keep people away from me. That one I'm not sure because I have no idea what other people are thinking. <laughs> but I think it's. It has also helped to um, bridge people also because like there's many occasions when I can relate to to what other people are doing like mm. and like it's it's a talking point like about doing the art or music or mm. playing the board game so like there's a lot to 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 talk about to other people as well and sometimes they they do similar things also yeah mm. so it also creates conversation I guess oh that's nice um yeah. but I also feel like it's it's you finding a community that wants to talk to you about it. Because mm. on my part, I feel like sometimes, I, I wouldn't say like I'm like a high achiever or something, <laughs> but I, I also do like a couple of things. And then sometimes when I tell people about it, I feel like the response is always like, oh, oh my gosh, you do, you do so much. Or like, like oh wow. And I think, I don't know. I feel like sometimes it it's not, it turns people off. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it turns people off, but I feel like people get intimidated mm, by yeah, me. That's, that's true. Right. Um, yeah, but it, it depends on who you talk to also. Lah, because mm. there are some people where they get excited and then like, they want to do more stuff with you. But then there are other people who like, okay. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like sometimes it does um, create some sort of barrier mm. for, for connection. But, but I think you're right in saying that um, you probably just have to find the right people to talk to. Mm. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting, yeah, because yeah. I don't know, I, I do feel like some people who, who quote-unquote, like, achieve things, um, they feel a little bit lonelier sometimes. <laughs> but I don't know. Okay, what should we talk about now? Um, uh, can we talk maybe a bit more about your work in uh, making Plantopia? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, could, I think, okay, so I was looking at your, your portfolio once again, <laughs> and I... Okay, I feel like 
in our last conversation, you said like you you worked on Plantopia, blah blah blah. But then when I was reading your portfolio, I was like, oh, you like worked on you, so like, many things. It, you like know? you really <laughs> did so much of it. And you were also mentioning earlier, like you did the voice overs, you did like the music a bit of it, the animation, all that. So can you just like I don't know, give a brief summary of all the things that you have done? Uh, for for Plantopia, mm-hmm. is it? Oh, okay. So Plantopia is a card game. It's about gardening, but it's full of puns. Like, like, um, we even have those special to Singapore. Like, there's the you know, like dandelion. So with a dandy merlion. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I I actually draw the, the the images also, which fits the pun. So it's like a merlion with with dandelion flowers, the mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So if, if you search Plantopia, then you see a lot of the plants' names and their images. Like there's a cactus. So there's a cactus. Let me, let me spell it. C-A-T-T-U-S. So, it's a cactus which has cat ears and it meows and it has whiskers and stuff. Mm. Yeah, so, so I think um, part of the success... Okay, wait, let me intro first. So, I did the art, the creative content and, and like the those marketing stuff like, for example, the how to play video, the trailer, the animation, the voiceover, the music... And then the game design itself, like game design referring to the game mechanics. So like the stats and, and the gameplay and like the balancing of the stats. So these were done by Daryl Chow from Origame or Origami. So he's a very experienced professional like uh, game designer. He has done a lot of uh, different game mechanics for other games. Yeah, so I think that we were a very good blend because he has his fan base who of like, you know, serious board gamers who, mm. who are there because they know that he'll make quality games. Because like I mean a lot of games, right, they might look fancy outside, but in the end the gameplay can be like, you know, very simple. Maybe it's back to snap, something mm. like that. Yeah, but but Daryl's different, like he he makes like games which actually fun to play, mm. something different. So he has that fan base and I have my Life of a Potato fan base also. So mm. like people who love the cute stuff and like light-hearted, funny puns. So I think together we, we made a very good team and like with the two different fan base. So um some of them were like hardcore board gamers, card gamers, and some of them just really love the cute stuff and mm. maybe some are a blend of both. Yeah, so um this was our first collab. Yep. And where was I? Okay, so we launched a Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think it'll be good considering the life of a potato fan base. So like, there were quite a lot of followers on the Kickstarter from like US and Europe, uh, all over the world. Mm, and about five thousand people backed our Kickstarter, and we we funded about about hundred and eighty thousand dollars. So mm-hmm. how it works is, people it's not just like donation. They are basically buying the product in advance. With the faith that you will produce it, mm. yeah. But um, Kickstarter works such that if you don't fund enough, like you don't reach your goal, then the money will be returned to the people who funded you. Mm. Yeah, so it was a successful campaign, and we've been sending out the the Plantopia games to everyone. But now we are having some trouble reaching some countries in EU because because of the COVID restrictions right. and our fulfillment partner. Yeah, so like. <laughs> been getting some hate comments too oh, but, yeah, but it's not yeah, really your I, fault yeah, as yeah. we're we trying our best okay, yeah, we're trying our best <laughs> mm, and, and we are going to start on our next game as well yeah but not much news yet because it just started on. I see same, mm. col- same you're collaborating with the same person mm, and I mean I'm also doing other work stuff outside of this yeah wow that sounds so fun it does what was your goal for Kickstarter? oh uh Oh, you mean the Plantopia yeah. Kickstarter? Oh, we set, like, we didn't set a super high amount. Like, we set one that's enough. And because we scared we set too high, like, you know, what if we don't yeah. reach in time? Then also, um, like, if you manage to reach your goal within the first 24 hours, I think the algorithm pushes it up more, something like that. Yeah, I, actually, I can't even remember what was the goal we set. I think it's either 5k or 10k SGD. I think you got five... so much more than yeah. that. It's like 10 times more. <gasps> yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. on the last day of the campaign, we were actually the number one trending Kickstarter in the entire world. Wow. Yeah. 
for the That's whole one day. Yeah, then <laughs> we, it was quite funny because like we, we didn't expect that to happen. I think we were top of the game section, yeah. but we didn't expect it to actually become top of like the entire Kickstarter. And then we, we were like even higher than Kino Reef's project. <laughs> and like some legendary pot, which which was like, yeah, it was some legendary pot. But I mean, we, we definitely didn't like raise more than them or anything, but I think it's the algorithm, like how popular it, it mm. is. Uh. So I think on the last day, like everyone's last minute want to back our game or something. Yeah, so we saw it at number one for, for quite a while. Wow. That's really cool. That's I, so exciting. It's so interesting to know also, like, there's such a huge community of people. I didn't know either because <laughs> previously, like, we've been developing, like, all digital games. Like, we do games for Steam and mobile, uh, PS4, stuff like that. But it's my first time actually working on a card game. And, like, I mean, the only board game that I keep playing is Go, as you know. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's not like I knew that much about it either. Except from my cousins who, who often bring board games and sometimes I'll join them on Saturdays at my grandparents' place. Yeah, but I didn't know that, like, there's such a, like, big group of people who would be interested in backing the card game. Such an exciting community. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, and it was really fun because there were people from, like, all the different countries. So, for the plants, right, we, there's this thing called stretch goal. So, when you launch Kickstarters, like, you want to encourage people to come back and take a look or, mm. or like, you want to encourage them to, to, to fund more so we we were like designing extra cards on the spot based on which countries were in the top place wow. so we, we already had three Singapore cards because we are from Singapore so yeah we have the Tandy Malayan the Marina Bay leaf which is actually Marina Bay sands made out of bay leaves with a <laughs> lotus by the side like you know the Art Science Museum mm-hmm. yeah so that's the Marina Bay leaf and oh yeah Daryl even put the, the weather so each each plant has a weather requirement like um it could be uh, like rains or or uh rain wind or sun so so he he made one of the, or the singapore cards the weather requirement was rain wind sun so that's rws oh yeah, like, my <laughs> gosh oh <laughs> my god <laughs> so smart yeah. so smart yeah. and the last one was a singapore so it's a mushroom with a singapore flag on the cap so it's a singapore and, and it's like singing uh, the you know the deep in my heart I just know <laughs> right from the start I want to grow that thing oh yeah, so, my god so cute yeah, so it's, it's just full of puns that was a Singapore one so after that we we carried on making different plans for for the countries which were the had the most amount of backers at that time so like for US we had the stare chew of leaf bear tree so oh yeah god. it's a tree which has uh, leaves and and a bear like a bear shape the bear ears mm. and it keeps staring at you and chewing on its ice cream yeah and <laughs> and it, it really loves its freedom of speech huh? oh yeah. my god <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot of puns you're it not is, kidding about that yeah. it's probably <laughs> the worst pun in my life <laughs> so there, like, there were all kinds of other country uh, plants also you guys can check them out yeah. and at one point it, it got a bit confusing because like some so we were down to the number 10 country already. And then I already did the number 10 country. And then suddenly the other country went to beat the other country. So oh. it's like World Cup. And then, then I had to quickly do an extra card for that country. Yeah, oh, so in the end we had... I can't remember. I think it was like Thailand and Italy. So mm. yeah, it's like World Cup. Then the Spain and France and, and Thailand, they, they kept switching around <laughs> like towards the end. So I just made all their cards. Oh, yeah, nice. and people kept requesting for a Japan card, so we did that last minute as well. Oh, then um, towards that was literally the last hour of the Kickstarter. And then I wanted to update the story page, and then my whole computer crashed. Yeah, oh my gosh! Then, so up to now, if you go to the Kickstarter story page, it's still a mystery. What is the last plan? I mean, they they know now in the updates and comments, but because the campaign ended, I can never ever change oh. it again. <laughs> It's yeah, quite so funny. if anyone's ever wondering, yeah, mm. I think because like the whole stretch goals p- picture, it became like way too too long because we have so many stretch goals, like all the way from like five k and until like the last one like hundred and seventy k. Yeah, so the image got too long, then my whole computer crashed. So that that is the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, you lead such an exciting life. That's really, yeah. really so fun. I, I want to be part of a like, game process, even though I, I don't like play yeah. games. <laughs> but just like the, the creation of it sounds yeah, so fun. It does, it does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's tiring, but at least it's, it's, I think it's something that really suits me. I know that 
like I've a lot to offer to the mm. creative industry. Yeah. Sorry, you working on Plantopia, was it a independent project or was it under a it's company? under Daylight Studios. Okay, I see. Yep. Interesting. Mm. So yeah. um like my boss from Daylight Studios, Elwin and um from Orig so Origami Toyo Darrow was the designer, right? Yeah, yeah but his uh, co founder Nick. So Nick and Elwin also helped out with a lot of the stuff like um finances and, and getting the, the advertisements to go up, that, that sort of thing. So I think it's it's really good. So so together four of us we make the team and I think it's really good. So me and Daryl can focus fully on like, you know, the creation. Yeah. Because honestly I think a lot of the the what you call it, like obstacles for for like creators, be it art or music or like it comes from the technical stuff, like like handling finances or how you mm-hmm. get it like the ads, get it out there, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we spoke to a couple of um, other local musicians. Mm. We we also noticed that like the marketing generally isn't fantastic in, in Singapore. So I really think that's one of the barriers to reaching like a market, right? Mm. Yeah, so it's great that you guys have the skill set to just like yeah. put it out there and have the people to help you just increase reach. Mm. Okay, learning so, so much. Now you're working on a new game. Mm. Oh my god, I'm like so excited. Yeah, yeah I think I'm gonna buy your game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, is it still available? Oh, um, you can find it at like NTUC and Isetan. Not all NTUCs, but it's in some NTUCs, it's in Isetan and and some of those board game shops. Anyway, I brought a copy so you can take a look if you yeah, want. Yeah, oh, sure. Um, there's actually two versions. So one is the Kickstarter version because like I told you about all the country, mm. the hoo-ha stuff. Yeah, so that's like um, exclusive for the Kickstarter backers because they are the ones who, who were like funding it at the yeah. beginning. Yeah, so so we wanted to offer them something special and there's also the box for the Kickstarter version is holographic. So the difference is the extra country cards and the holographic. Mm. Yeah, but so the the normal one on the retail, it will not have the country cards but of course it's, it's just a normal game so it's definitely as playable. Yeah. And the, the box, I mean the box is still nice but it's not the shiny shiny one. <laughs> <laughs> Sigh. <laughs> no, but we we definitely will like maybe the next Kickstarter or something. Yeah. Like yeah. Might have yeah. the, the country cards come out. Yeah. I'm not I'm not sure. Have to then we'll be we'll them. be right there we'll at the start. <laughs> we'll be like, yeah, we'll just like do this now. We'll get all the nice glittery yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, that's quite funny. Okay. Um we've been actually talking for quite some time. I feel like I'm so fascinated still, you know. It has been an hour and six minutes. Oh, okay. Okay. Maybe we can start like wrapping things up. Sure. But um okay, so you have so many things going on. What are your plans for each of the things that are going on? Each of the things. Yeah. So you have go, you have your, your game designing, you have music. Mm. Okay, so for go, right? Like now because of the COVID, I think like my my main um like what I really like most about Go is like getting to meet the people overseas. Oh. Yeah. But like now because of the pandemic, then like there's no more uh real life international tournament. So that one like I guess I'm not that active, though I still try to play online to to, to like not get too rusty. Mm. Yeah, then um for work, I mean just doing my usual work stuff and life of a potato while working on the next card game also. Yeah, and for music, um Okay, so the, the truth is that like, I haven't been able to play much the past month because like some a series of stuff happened, including like injuring my shoulder. But yeah, I'll, I'll be back soon. But, okay. okay, but yeah, should, should be fine soon. And I've been working on, on producing my second uh, original song, hmm. Alternate Universe. So I'm hoping that I can release it next month. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm nearly done with producing the track itself. I need to record my singing and the violin part. Yeah, so um, next song coming up, hopefully. And then I might be doing some videos with my agency, Decibel, mm. yeah, Decibel Group SG. So um, they're actually the people who founded Decibel Studios in Ming Arcade. Yep, so um, for now I'm working on mainly the production of the song mm-hmm. because I haven't been able to play much, but yeah, I should be fine soon. Then I'll be recording the song and hopefully getting it out there. 
and well, what, what else was there? Sorry, game designing. Oh, the game game design. Oh, working on the new game. Yeah, yeah, mm. working on new game, but can't say much yet because we also just started, so nothing's mm. very confirmed yet. I see. Yep. Um, in terms of like your your art skills, do you do you practice every day? Um, how does that go? I'll say that. I, I don't know if you quite practice, but because I work every day and oh, most, most of my draw every day. Yeah, most of my work is drawing, right? Yeah, so I guess I'm drawing every day. Like the life of a potato, I think definitely like my drawings have improved a lot. Like since the beginning of life of a potato, like like can really see the difference mm. now. So I guess along the way I do improve, mm. and in my free time sometimes I like to do my own art, like maybe some simple doodling and painting. Yeah, some, sometimes I, I practice drawing with my, my non-dominant hand also. Oh, like, in, wow. in case more serious crap happens, so, so I have to be ready for wow. that. Wow! <laughs> this is really, like, long-term planning. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, but, but I'm telling you, it's, it's not working out that well. Like, like it, <laughs> Not yet. It still looks kind of terrible, my, my, my writing and drawing. Yeah, I mean, I've been doing it for three years, but it still looks like... Oh, <laughs> don't, don't talk about it. I'm so embarrassed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Do you... Okay, like... Just wrapping things up again. Do you feel like you can say that you're proud of yourself at this point? Mm, I'll say there's there's a lot of times when I thought when when I think I could have done better or like you know you regret wasting your time on like like things which you realize are not important things or people which you shouldn't have like wasted your time on. But I think mm. in the end, right, you never know like like which experience leads you to another one. Like even though it's a waste of time, it might have created a new opportunity or, or took you down another path to, to where you are now. So I try not to to like think too much about the past anymore, even though there are things I could have done better. But even if you did it better last time, right, you don't know where it would lead you to yeah. also. Yeah, so um especially in, in the past year or so, like I I reflected very hard on like every single aspect of my life so mm. I've been trying my best like every moment to to just do what I think is the right thing so mm. for now I think yes I'm I'm proud of myself like not not say for any particular achievement but I think I've, I've really tried um, like much harder to do the right stuff Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of An Open Invitation We know that life can feel very lonely And we hope that through these conversations, you will be able to find some comfort in knowing that many others feel the same way. Join us next week as we delve into the thoughts of someone new. You can find us on AOIPodSG on Instagram or Twitter. That is AOIPODSG. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts.